Welcome to the Hiregenics Hiring Academy series. Our expert, Valerie Quinato, will share insights and tips to help you land your dream job. So turn the volume up, grab a pen and paper, because class has started. Hello, everybody. This is Valerie Quinata coming to you from the Hiring Academy with Hiregenics. Today's guest is Sandra James. She's the CEO and founder of Privatized Background Checks. And as you can probably guess, we're going to talk about the importance of background checks and what that means for us as individuals and for companies as well as they manage risk in the workplace. Hi, Sandra. It's great to have you here today. Thanks, Valerie. I'm really grateful to be here with you today. And Sandra and I have known each other for a few years, and we've been great customers of Private Eyes and really appreciate you taking a moment today to share with us a little bit more about the background check process. It's my pleasure, Valerie. One of the ways I like to get started is just helping people understand why background checks are so important for employers today in the hiring process. Can you share a little bit about why employers are so determined to complete background checks for every potential employee? Well, you know, years ago, Valerie, it was like, you know, people would tell me, I know everybody I'm hiring, right? And as our population has continued to grow, and there's been many um, unfortunate incidents that have occurred, it's really important that you know who you're hiring. So you're really doing a background check for compliance to verify and vet the candidate to make sure that they have the credentials that they say they do and to make sure that they don't have any violence in their past that might have them make, you know, anything in their past, whether it's violence or whether it's burglary or, you know, anything negative in their past that could cause them to harm your business. So it's really about eliminating risk at work and keeping your employees safe. And at Privatize, we really believe in making a safe workplace possible for your clients, your vendors, and your customers, right? And the employees. So everyone's safer when you do a background check. You just know who you're hiring. And it's not that you wouldn't hire someone if something did happen, but it's what position you would put them in. You know, if someone if someone has a history of embezzlement, you're not going to want to give put them in an accounting position, right? So there's certain criteria that you're going to verify and find out about the candidate that can help you make a choice about where you're going to place that person or if they're not the best fit for the company. It's really about keeping your company safe and all of the people that are attached to it. I think that's a very important distinction that you just made there, Sandra, that a background check is not to prevent you from being employed. It is not an employment prevention tool. It is an employment criteria tool. So it helps people understand fit inside their organization. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people always say to me, Sandra, do you think that if someone has a conviction, they shouldn't get a job? And I'm saying absolutely not. It's about having them in the right job for whatever happened in the past. Everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves an opportunity to improve their life. I mean, this is America where we can all have the opportunity. But if something happened from a decision you made previously that is going to put a child at risk or something, you're going to want to make sure you have the person in the right position. You know, they might not be the best position to work in a school or at a church, but maybe they would be in a good position to work in a warehouse or something. And, you know, embezzlement is one of the the most popular things happening by bookkeepers and accounting people today. And for smaller businesses, a lot of them, a lot of businesses don't always press charges against people. Well, then they just go and do it again. 
So if you can verify that the candidate has the credentials they state, they have the degree or have the employment positions, they have the expertise, and they don't have anything in their past regarding criminal convictions, then you can make a better decision about hiring them. And it just protects your business. That makes complete sense. And I want to thank you so much for bringing up second chance hiring because here at Hiergenics, we believe in second chance hiring. And that is actually going to be a topic on one of our upcoming Hiring Academy podcasts. So we align with you perfectly on that sense that there is absolutely a second chance possibilities for everyone. And the background check is just part of that process. So I appreciate that. What would you say are some of the basic components of a background check? How can people be prepared? What do they need to know to you know, provide the, the right information for a background check? Well, there again, some companies it's by position. So depending on if you're start, you know, depending on what position level that you're working at, they might have just a, a basic background check is going to be a social security verification to show any addresses and, and names and confirm that that social is being used by that person. So that's going to give you the basis to do. Then you're going to do a sex offender search, multi-jurisdiction, government watch list, and county criminal searches. So you're going to do the criminal search. That's like the very basic background check that a company might use. And then to add on to that, when you, depending on levels of position, other, some companies do the same background check for everybody. So it just depends on the company. But say you're going to hire someone that's going to work in accounting or a high level person that'll have access to funds of the company, then you would do all employment um, for seven years, highest degree of education or all education degrees to verify that those have been obtained, license verification, motor vehicle records for a DOT position. That's going to be very important. And you can do, and then also drug testing. So those are references are also used for a lot of packages as well. Some companies, if they're dealing with accounting or high level, will do civil searches. That's going to bring up tax liens, judgments, things like that, that people may have every level of background check for criminal convictions that you can. That is great information. One of the things I wanted to point out about that, because here at the Hiring Academy, we talk about taking the time to get your information accurate and organized prior to submitting it into a background check authorization form. So let's assume that they have, they've taken our advice and they've gone through the process of organizing their information, calling former employers to confirm what their dates of prior employment were so that they can put that information in accurately. But sometimes things happen. So if there is a problem with a background check or a candidate thinks that there might have been a problem, perhaps they haven't heard from a recruiter once they completed the background check authorization form. How can you find out if there was a problem with your background check? And if there is a problem, what can you do? Well, if there's a problem with your background check, if you've, if you've provided the information and everything, and then something comes up that doesn't, is, is not accurate and you see that, then you should call the background screening company right away and dispute the information. And then they, you can tell, you know, our, any candidate we do a background check on, our information is going to be provided several times throughout the process and they can contact us or they can contact the hiring company, either one. The hiring company that they've applied with would also contact the background screening company. As soon as we're contacted, we try to verify anything that, that a candidate brings to our attention within 24 hours whenever we can. And we'll update the candidate if a change is going to happen and we'll update the client as well. 
but it could be that, you know, they said they worked for a company and we verified that they did not, for example. But that happens a lot today if somebody worked for a staffing agency. They might say that they, they worked at XYZ company, but they, they might say they worked at Apple, for example, and they actually worked for XYZ, which was a staffing agency. And so when we, when we contact Apple through an automated system, it's going to say maybe they didn't work there, but we need to call the staffing agency. If we don't know that they worked at the staffing agency, we won't know who to contact. So, you know, at Private Eyes, we work with, we partner with our clients. So oftentimes we'll call the candidate and we'll talk to them so that we can verify that before we complete the background check. But some companies are just going to use the data that they're provided. And so you're going to want to contact the background screening company that did your background check. And there's several states that you can request a free copy of your background check. At Private Eyes, if anyone wants a background check, a copy of their background check, we'll provide it to them at no cost. Some companies pro charge a fee, but we do not. That is a great service. And as a potential hiring manager who has found myself in that position, one of the things that, that I wanted to share is that from a company risk perspective, I have always been given the directive that if the background check comes back with a criminal entry on it or a, a driving conviction on it, something that the candidate disputes, we cannot accept that information from the candidate. The dispute must be cleared up through the background check company. Yes, that's correct. So it's very rare. So when when people find themselves in this situation, they may want to reach out to the hiring manager and say, well, I can explain what happened. And, and that's great. You should always be willing to explain what happened. But when that conviction sits within the background check report, it must be cleared through the background check report in order for me as an employer to be able to process you as a, uh, an employee. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why we try to expedite that whenever we do have disputes, but we do thousands of background checks every week and we don't have any disputes in process. So we're really, we're, we really take the extra time to make sure that the information is accurate. You know, for a court conviction, a criminal conviction, for example, we can, we will actually take the time to pull the documents to verify the conviction before we send it to our customers. So we want to make sure it is the candidate and that nothing's incorrect before we complete the report. That way our clients can get the, you know, they can make hires faster and make their decision faster because all of us need to have good candidates on board quick today. I completely agree. I hope that that information is helpful to others because there are sometimes processes that we would refer to as adjudication processes where we can make hiring decisions, but that is typically around risk-free types of errors in background checks. So there are some things that we can help with, but when it comes through the criminal or the driving or the credit, it's got to be cleared up through the, those originating reporting organizations. So thank you for confirming that. Yes, no problem at all. When they call the background check, if they would like to find out, if they'd like to at least see what their background check looks like, is there a way that they can find that out ahead of time? You know, similar to what you would do with a credit check. Is there a way to find that out today? Well, some companies will, uh, they allow the candidate to see the process. Our clients have requested that we provide the information to them when the report is complete, because, you know, then if you if they're able to see everything as you're going through the process, then there's a lot more questions. And, you know, it's not done until we've verified everything. Right. So it's you know, but a candidate can get a copy of their background check after it's completed. And then finally, one thing that I've always talked to 
potential candidates in the recruiting process as well is that if you are aware that something is likely going to show up on your background check, it's much better to have those conversations ahead of time. It is always better to let someone know that there might be a problem and talk it through with the hiring manager or the recruiter versus sort of taking a chance and seeing if it comes up. I would say that a better way to approach it would be, can I have a conversation with you about my background check? Here is something that may appear to you, and I'd like to give you some background on that situation and then have a conversation with them. Would you have that anything to add to that advice? Well, I just would agree with that advice, Valerie, because I was with a client yesterday and they said, you know, like we had a great candidate and something came back and, you know, it wasn't what the person said. And so the person lied. So most employers will provide people second chances. If they have a position that fits for that candidate, then they are happy to bring some, provide a second chance. And everybody, you know, everybody needs opportunity, right? But if you falsify something on your application or you lie about something on your application, then that doesn't look good. And then they'll never hire you. Typically, our customers say, you know, we we do provide second chance opportunities, but we need to know up front. So if something comes back and it doesn't match what you said, then you falsified something. And that's not going to be put you in a good position because most companies won't work through that if you didn't tell the truth in the beginning. So it's always better to communicate with your potential employer, whatever you know, whatever you're aware of that's going to come up on the background check. So honesty really is the best policy, always. I completely agree. And I know we talked about this on a prior podcast. The guidance that we share with people is that if you take the time to just double check your employment dates, double check your degree dates, double check the type of degree and the title of the degree that's on your diploma, these are things that are so easily missed. If you asked me right now, when I graduated from college, I would probably get it wrong. So I have it written down because it is easy to make that mistake. But once you make a mistake in a background check process, there is a adjudication process that must be completed in order to correct that error. And that's a painful process. So it's much better to number one, be honest. They are going to find out. They are going to look at your college transcripts. They're going to find out. So be honest and be accurate. That's the best way to start out the process. Exactly. That's such great advice, Valerie. It really is. It, it just solves a lot of things. People think that maybe we won't find out. And, you know, I can't speak for all background screening companies, but Private Eyes is really good at what we do. And we will find the information and we will verify it. And the other, the, the big thing with degrees you mentioned, Valerie, is that, you know, sometimes people will walk at a college and get their diploma and then they don't finish the last two courses they needed. So they're like, well, I graduated because they, but they didn't complete. So they don't have their diploma yet. So that's another thing, you know, that people need to know it, it doesn't count unless you finish it. Right. Absolutely. And one of the things that we have shared with people is when it comes to documentation, Hang on to it. Yes, absolutely. Keep those documentations like your social security card, your passport, things in a, in a safe place, no matter where you move to, so that you always have that. Yes. They will accept 
a certificate of your graduation. They will accept that. So hang on to your certificate, right? They will accept exactly a W-2 or a pay stub that proves your, your income or your work dates, performance dates for an employer. So hang on to them. So it's very helpful if you have some of those as a backstop in case you have to provide them to the background check. Exactly. And what we can do if something's taking a long time and we have that, that copy of your diploma, then we can send that to the registrar's office and confirm it. So it speeds up the process. So that's a very, that's very good advice as well. Excellent. Now as one final question, and this has to do with personal information because Clearly, employees going through a background check authorization form are providing the most critical personal information, right? Full name, address, birth date, social security number, everything that's in there is so important. Should people be concerned about their the privacy of their data when they're completing a background check authorization? Well, I think we we all need to be we all need to be concerned with our, our personal information, right? Because information is out there. But when you're using a company like Private Eyes, we're SOC 2 compliant. We're using Azure Microsoft for our servers to be stored in a secure data center. You know, we have, so everything is Everything is very secure. The other thing we do is we redact the social security number. So when, and everything is encrypted when it's in transit or at rest. So data is really secure with private eyes. And most companies that are providing background checks are going to have similar processes in place to protect your PII. But always make sure, you know, this is just basic. When you get an email or something, make sure that at the top of the screen, the little lock comes up when you're inputting your personal information. Make sure it says either the lock or HTTPS so that you know your secure site that you're going to. And, you know, scroll over the the email address always because sometimes people will send you an email trying to get your PII and they're... It's, it's phishing, you know, it's junk email yes. spamming so that you share your personal information. And if you do that, you can get scammed. So make sure that you're just, you know, being aware and making sure that you're only giving your PII where it's supposed to, you know, with private eyes, you'd log into our website and put the information there or your, your employer would be, your prospective employer would be giving it to us. So it's secure with us, but just take that extra minute to not just know that if somebody texts you today asking for PII, or if somebody calls you on the phone, or if somebody emails you something and it doesn't look familiar, if it you think it's from someone you know, you should scroll over the email address at the top. And if it's asking for PII, then call the person and ask them if they sent it to you. Don't just give it out. When in doubt, check it out. That's perfect. And I will I will end on that note because I think that kind of rounds up everything that we're trying to do here today is just say, you know, think, organize, plan, be honest, check it out. And you'll have a strong background check authorization process that will lead to a smooth onboarding um, once you accept that position. So Sandra, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Valerie. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Remember, the key to success is preparation. So stay tuned for our next episode of Hiring Academy series. For more information, visit www.hiregenics.com backslash podcasts.